up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 136 and session number 37 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions sent in via voicemail, and I do my best to answer them on a show like this. Now, if you guys are brand new and you haven't heard one of these, this is kind of my way of sitting around the coffee table with you, having a nice hot beverage, and uh, discussing the Amazon business or business in general. And uh, if you want to ask your question and have it aired on the show, just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And uh, from there, you can leave a voicemail, leave your first name, the uh, question that you have. And if I think that the question is going to help others as I answer it, then I'll air the question and we'll go ahead and we'll answer it live here on an upcoming podcast. So go ahead and uh, submit your question. All right. So I got a couple things that I want to discuss here before we jump in. One, I've got a really, really cool story that I want to share with you. It actually literally was just posted about an hour before I started recording this episode. And I have to share it with you. It's, it's from someone that talked all about their thought process as far as like hearing about Amazon last year and kind of thinking like, ah, that's just like some type of scheme. I'm not going to get involved. And then now what they're doing and kind of the whole process and how they got up and running and how they're selling today and how they're just blown away. Uh, So I'm going to share that with you. I think it's really, really important and powerful. And I also want to just give a shout out to this person because I want to thank them personally here on on the podcast. Um, Now, before I do jump into today's episode, I wanted to remind you one last time that we have an upcoming workshop. The upcoming one is going to be December 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. This is going to be the last one for 2015. If you have not attended one in the past or you have and you wanted to come back and attend our last one for 2015, then head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. This is going to be the last one that I do in 2015. It's where I answer live Q&A. I also go through the five phases for picking a product, for choosing your sourcing, all of that stuff, all the way to launch. So if you want to register for that, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. All right, so cool. Let's go ahead and jump in to today's show. First off, I'm going to read, and and it's kind of long, but it's really worth listening to, and I'm going to do my best to read it. Um, I never wanted to read in school a lot because I was always afraid I was going to mess up, but I'm going to do it here for you guys. All right, so Amber Champ Patterson. Amber, if you're listening, congratulations, and thank you so, so much for sharing this with the TASers um, in our Facebook group and in our community. I really do appreciate it. And I think everyone here listening is going to, uh, to love this. Okay. So this is what Amber had to say. If I wasn't a believer before I am now, here's my story. When Chunk was telling me about this Amazon get rich scheme last year at our family Christmas, I was thinking, what the heck is he into now? He's nuts. Listening to these crazy podcast people that are probably somehow making money off of him. Turns out I'm nuts too. I started with books at the first of the year and dabbled a little in retail arbitrage, which I wouldn't, which I would recommend anyone to do instead of flat out going to private labeling. You learn so much about Amazon without having to spend hardly anything on inventory. I went back and forth on products like many of us do trying to find the golden nugget in quotes. After Chunk launched his first private label product, I just said, okay, I'm going to do it. I can't let him start without me. And I just sent, or I just went with the very first product I researched. I pulled the trigger. 
I had my first product private label product uh, up and running by the end of July. With no patience, I started pay-per-click right away. Probably was wasting money with no reviews, but I didn't care. I just wanted to learn. Received some reviews from family, and I think I had my first organic sale three or four days after sending inventory to Amazon. Sales were slowly building. I wanted to hit 5,000 in sales by the end of August. Didn't hit it. September sales were building, averaged a few more units per day, hit and exceeded hit and exceeded my $5,000 monthly goal. October, I hit a wall. I was running out of inventory. I raised my price and it slowed my sales way down. My stock wasn't going to hit Amazon for a few days and I was going to have zero inventory. Plus, we're going on vacation for the week, so perfect timing, right? It took me probably at least three or four weeks to get traction again and get back to doing the volume I was before, uh, 16 a day on average, and I'm sure the holidays had a lot to do with that. If I had to do it over again, I don't think I would have messed with trying to slow my sales. My BSR was good enough that I could have coasted for two or three days. Maybe it wouldn't have taken so long to recover. Now I am at November. Wow, it's incredible. Look at the screenshots for yourself. One is total sales for November. The other is from new favorite holiday, Cyber Monday. I even raised my price and I'm still selling like crazy. I would have never imagined this was possible, especially coming this far from a year ago, talking to Chunk on the couch, thinking he was a crazy fool. Sorry, ha ha ha. Now that I've seen this Amazon scheme can work, we're all in. Thank you, Scott, sincerely, and the community you've built. Lessons. Just pick a product already. Talk to someone that knows what they're doing. If it wasn't for Chunk pushing me, I would have never started, and now it's more like competition for us, and who has the most products or who is selling more, so it's constantly driving us to do better and build a multi-million dollar business. Right, Chunk? Smiley face. Pay-per-click is its own beast. No one will ever have it figured out. They're lying if they say they do. Set your price and leave it. Sales will come when every everything's comes when everything comes together. Reviews, feedback, search volume. Don't ever think you have enough inventory to last. Reorder way before you think you need to. There is no right way. There's only your way. I love it. So again, I kind of did okay, I guess, reading that. I wish I could read a little bit more fluently, but you guys get the point, right? Amber did an awesome job. So Amber, congratulations. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing the screenshots too, by the way, and I will leave these in the show notes for today's episode, and uh, I'll leave a link to this thread that is, uh, and that is uh, the screenshots. So the screenshots are, let's see here, we have This one here was for $3,838, okay? And then the next one that she was talking about, which was the better month, was $22,853.48. And it looks like the average sale is $18. Not too shabby. So again, I wanted to share this. A lot of people in here are uh, commenting and congratulating, asking questions, all that stuff. So again, I'm going to go ahead and leave this in today's show notes, head over to theamazingseller.com. Just look up Ask Scott in the search bar. It's going to be episode number 37. All right, so again, congratulations, and it just goes to show you how powerful our little community is over there uh, on our TAS Facebook group. If you're not a part of that, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash F is in Frank, B is in boy. It'll take maybe a few hours to get approved. Once you do, you'll have full access to 
our awesome community. So again, thank you so much for posting that, Amber. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to today's questions. Let's start with the first one, and I'll go ahead and I'll give you my answer. Hey, how's it going, Scott? Hope all is well. Thank you for the amazing show that you've been putting on, and uh, you know I appreciate it. So, Scott, I was wondering if you could help me out with this issue in regards to finding the right designer or photographer. Well, I take back the photographer, but finding the right person in order to make the images for me as well as creating the box template. So my product's ready. Uh, It's ready to be shipped, not shipped, but it's ready into design mode. Um, All the manufacturer needs for me is just the images. Uh, Believe it or not, the manufacturer that I'm using he actually deals with a few of my competitors and my future competitors and um, he's given me a, pretty much all their box uh, templates you know and using them as an example of what I could do of course I'm not gonna take exactly what they have but pretty much you know just getting a an idea of what I need to do so I've been interviewing people on freelance Fiverr Upwork and for some reason, I don't know if I'm asking the right questions. I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm exhausted because it's been about a month now that I've been trying to, you know, trying to find the right person in order to get these images going for me. I was wondering if there's any way you could kind of, you know, guide me or guide others because I've also posted up on the Facebook group that we have. All right. Thank you so much, Scott, for everything, and uh, God bless. And sorry about the you know. Sorry, it's a New York thing. Hey, Giovanni, thank you so much for the question. Again, you didn't leave your first name, but I had it because it was in the email that gets sent with the voicemail. So we definitely need those first names, guys. Uh, Also, I want to comment on the you know. Uh, I didn't realize that that was a New York type thing, but I guess it is because I do say that as well, you know? (laughs) So yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Uh, Okay, so... Let me kind of address this. What you're asking, I believe, is how do you find a good graphic designer? How do we find that? And there's not really a one set way that you can do this. I think you're you're doing what you should be doing, and that's looking at places like Fiverr or looking at places like Upwork. You really need to, I think, be a little bit more specific maybe with, uh, you know, the people that you are you know, asking to uh, work for you or to that you can hire um, on Fiverr. I've seen a lot of different designers that are doing type, you know, box type stuff. So you should be able to find one there. I would think now the one place that you didn't mention, at least I don't recall you mentioning is 99 designs. That's one a little bit more expensive, but you can have them create your graphics or your box And then you can have them compete on the best design. Now, again, it's not going to be a Fiverr gig. It's not where you're going to spend like 20 bucks and get something created. It's going to be more like probably three to $500. But you said you wanted quality. I would probably say do that. Go to 99designs and you're going to be able to submit that design criteria. And then you're going to see a bunch of mock-ups. You're going to see all of these different ones probably within a few hours And then you can start to pick and you can start to say, I like this. I don't like this. And then you can start working with these designers and you're going to have multiple designs to pick from. 
So I would go there. That's personally, if I'm coaching you and I'm saying like, okay, Giovanni, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and go to 99 designs. We're going to pay the upfront fee. If we don't like a design, we get our money back. That that's their that's kind of like their uh, you know their selling proposition there. If, if we don't deliver a design that you like, you don't pay us, kind of thing. So I would say go for it. I would do that. That's where I would go first, especially if you're looking for quality and if you're having a hard time finding someone. They will, I think. I can't say 100, but I think that they are going to be able to deliver a pretty awesome graphic for you because you have people competing as a designer all over the globe. So uh, definitely check that out. And good luck to you. And thanks so much for submitting the question. Keep me posted on that. Let me know if that works out for you or if you find another designer and uh, maybe we can relay that designer and give them some work if they're good. So uh, yeah, definitely shoot me an email uh, if you if you end up finding one that works for you, or if 99designs works for you. Let me know that too. All right, so good luck to you. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to another question, and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, this is Seth Dyke down in Sharpsburg, Georgia. Really uh, enjoying listening to your podcast. Appreciate you putting all that information out there. Uh, I have a question that I haven't seen anyone uh, ask yet. And what we've done is we did a test product. We wanted to get our feet wet and uh, get some experience uh, with Amazon with selling and private labeling. So we've done that. The test product has uh, uh, all I really wanted was it for it to break even. And it has done that. It's made us a little bit of money, but not enough to continue it. It, uh, it has served its function. But now it's time to shut it down. We've liquidated our stock as of, I believe, yesterday. So my question is, it's going to be two to three months before our next uh, product is rolled out. Do I go ahead and delete that product off of Amazon's website? Or do I leave it in there with no stock until we get our next product rolled out? And what I'm trying to do is avoid any complications with Amazon. Uh, my concern is that if there's nothing in the professional you know, business account, uh, selling with Amazon that, uh, they might take some action after a few months. So any, uh, any advice would be appreciated. Thank you, Scott. Hey, Seth, thanks so much for the question. Uh, really good question. And I've never heard of anyone having something happen to their account if they didn't have a product live. Uh, if it ran out of stock or, you know, if you don't have inventory and it's just sitting there, you're going to pay your professional fee of $39.99 a month. I believe that's what it is, whether you have a product in there or not. So maybe if someone's listening and I'm wrong, please let me know. Um, but I don't believe that that's the case. I think that, you know, you, you have a professional account and you put product up there. If you sell out of inventory and it's out of inventory, you're, you're just out of stock. Um, nothing is going to happen to your account negative, negatively. Um, so I would say, don't worry about it. Uh, focus on getting your your next product to market and uh, getting it built out. I would also probably in the meantime, uh, build that out, build that next listing out, put your uh, product images in there if you can. If you can't put one image in that represents your product, build out your title, build out your description, build out your, you know, your bullet points, all of the stuff, the back end, everything, your variations, if you have them, build it all out, get it setting there and have it fulfilled by Amazon. That way it's it's tech, it's technically there. It's just not live because you don't have any inventory. So I would do that. 
um, in the meantime, you know, it gives you time to also, you know, maybe do some uh, keyword research and, you know, get get those things in place. Now, I just want to say, I love how you actually took a product and went through the process and you're not even going down that same road, but I love it that you took action. You guys all know that I'm a big fan of taking action and that's what you've done here and you've learned through that process. Uh, so congratulations on that. I'm applauding you because so many people don't even do that. Um, and it can be frustrating to some people that say, well, I started with this one. Now I got to kind of stick to it. I, I'm kind of married to this now because I started with this and I, I don't want to lose all that momentum, but you're looking at it as you learned from this experience. I think that's great. I think that that's, uh, uh, you know, it's refreshing to hear. So uh, congratulations, and I wouldn't worry about it. But again, if anyone's listening and they, you know, correct me and say, no, you should have a, a listing in there that has live inventory, but I've never heard of that. Uh, so I wouldn't worry about it. I would just build out that other listing so that way when it comes, it's ready, and you also have a listing that's there that's just out of stock that will be receiving inventory soon. So I hope that this has helped. Thank you so much for the question. Let's go ahead and listen to the next one, and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, this is the Yankee coming to you from the giant state of Texas, and very well done to you for creating this podcast and all the value that you bring to the table. I, for one, really do appreciate having your voice of reason on tap and so easily accessible. Now, I'm a student of one of the higher ticket programs that exists today with regard to private label marketing. It's been a really great program, and I've got no regrets, even though my first attempt was a complete disaster. And my own fault, I might add. <laughs> but I do have a really big hang-up. You see, over the last three years, I've been learning a lot about internet marketing from the Frank Kearns and the Ryan Dices of the world. But I have yet to actually apply any of the knowledge I have, if you can believe it. You see, I've got a rather extensive and expensive education in internet marketing. But that's about all at the moment. And here's the big hang-up I have with the basic model of private label marketing. As we know, the general idea is to use Amazon as our launching pad and to find a product that has the potential to do well and is not in a highly competitive market or category. And realistically, that makes the most sense. Make a footprint, get some traction, go. I got it. But the market and the products I have the most affinity for are located in what is perhaps one of, if not the most competitive markets on Amazon and even around the internet. So knowing what you know, based on your own training and experiences of building online brands, is it really that unrealistic to be successful in developing my own physical brand online in such a competitive market, so long as I apply all the right marketing in all the right places? Is success really that unrealistic if I have the patience, the wherewithal, and the commitment to build a brand that is one day at least a nationally respected brand? Yeah, I've got some really big vision with regard to what I would like to accomplish. And I know that means a lot of work and one step at a time, of course. But I'm also my own worst enemy here, and I've reached a point where I feel like I'm just stalling now, and I'm never really going to pull the trigger on this and get to work long term. Hey, I hope at least one person in the community here can resonate with this question I have. Thanks again, Scott, for all the value that you bring to the table, and I look forward to your feedback. All my best to you and yours over the coming holidays, buddy. Take care. Hey, Ruben, thank you so much for the question. And uh, yeah, I get it, man. I mean, there's a lot of information out there, right? And I can relate to you 100%. Um, some of the names that you dropped, you know, a Frank Kern or, uh, you know, Ryan Dice, you know, these are, are guys in the internet marketing space I'm sure we're all familiar with. And, uh, you know, they've got content out there that they're, you know, that they're teaching people on different marketing strategies and some agree with and some don't agree with. And, you know, I've, picked up a lot of information throughout the years, a ton. And I got to be honest, all of it has helped me as a business person and as a marketer. So 
here's what I think. You can, you can definitely continue to learn and learn and learn and learn, and that's great, but until you actually take action and put some of that to use, it's useless. It's not doing you any good. So it sounds like you have the the uh, ideas and the concepts and how everything kind of works, right? And for those of you that aren't familiar with this, I mean, really what we're talking about is like building your uh, your funnel, as they call it, or if you're, you know, if you're trying to build out a business that has all of the components to be a real business that leads people through from, you know, whether it's just attracting the right type of person that could be a potential customer and then educating them and then bringing them into your products. And then from there, bringing them into, you know, more products or more, uh, you know, ways to connect with you. Um, all of that is kind of like, and they call it the funnel in the internet marketing space. It's kind of like where you build a, a funnel where you, you lead people through, you know, in, in the time frame or the timeline that you want them to. Now there's some that are very aggressive in this and that, can be borderline spamming. Um, I'm not all about that. I got to be honest. So kind of getting a little bit off topic here, but I guess my advice to you would be this. It sounds like you, you have, you know, a product line or a brand that you want to build, but it's very competitive. So because of that, you need to differentiate yourself. I do believe if you want to stand out in an audience or in a market, you need to be different. And one way to be different is to actually build, you know, build actual useful content around that business. Content marketing has been here for a long time, and to me, it's not going anywhere. And the better that you do that, the better that you can serve the market with content that educates them and gives them information about a product that they could be potentially buying to me, you'll always win in that game. It might be a long road until you get to that point, but it's consistency and it's doing it, you know, with the right mindset, not just going after the dollars. If you're going after, and you said like a national brand, if you're going after becoming a national brand, you need to have people behind you. And what I mean by people is the market. And you want the market to be in love with you and your mission. And then from there, they're going to spread the word for you. That's marketing to me, guys. Marketing is finding a way to deliver useful content to help people, genuinely help people. And then your product is just there as something that's going to help them in that process as well. You know, so again, I go back to the garlic press. If, if you're selling garlic presses, you're not going to go out there and just push your garlic press on people. You're going to find the right people, probably going to be people that cook Italian food. I always say that, but there's other people that use garlic presses, but I'm just using that as the example. And then you're going to learn about that audience. And then you're going to become part of that audience. You're going to listen to their language. You're going to listen to what, what motivates them, what drives them, what frustrates them. And then you're going to learn about that market. And you're going to be able to speak to that market. And over time, that's where you're going to be able to lead people through a funnel, as they call it, right? As a timeline of, of events. And then people are going to be able to find you because you publish great content about that topic. Now, again, we're talking a lot of times about Amazon, right? And to me, Amazon is that stepping stone or that platform. But that doesn't mean you can't use the marketing, you know, strategies and stuff for building an audience and a market that you can serve. You know, I believe that 
you know, if you want to build a real brand, you need to be thinking about that. And I think whenever you're thinking, whenever you're thinking, you're thinking, whenever you are deciding on a market that you want to go into, it's not just about the product. It's about the market. Is the market uh, going to want to purchase products around this, this niche or this niche, depending on where you're tuning in from? All right. So it does come down to the market. So out of all of the information that I've learned from internet marketing to just marketing in general, to business, to my father's brick and mortar business, any of that stuff, it always comes down to the customers. And it comes down to how can you serve that market? How can you outdo your competition with customer service? How can you give them information for free that will give them gratification and it'll move them along that timeline without them actually having to buy something? And then they will still buy from you because they want to use your products or they want to be trained by you or they want to be, you know, supporting you in your cause. So all of that always comes down to me, to the customer and for you giving them information and giving them resources so they can know, like, and trust you, whether you're a huge business or just a solopreneur, it really doesn't matter. So I know I went off on a little bit of a tangent, but my advice would be, yes, anyone can go into a competitive space but you need to understand it's going to be a longer road and you need to be committed to consistency and you need to deliver value to a market. All right. So I hope that that's helped. Thank you so much for the question and good luck to you. Keep me posted and uh, let's go ahead and listen to one more question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, this is Dave here and uh, recently started listening to your podcast. I think it's been really helpful and, um, it's great, you know, how much you uh, provide for, like, practical usage uh, for us to advance our Amazon product businesses, and it's really helpful to me, so thank you for that. Uh, my question is about uh, my product, and I'm in an extremely competitive niche, and I knew I would be from the beginning, looking to get just a small piece of a big pie kind of thing. And we've been doing this for about a year, um, more seriously in the last three months, probably selling three to five a day is all. So I know I'm never going to make page one. That's the main point here. And, you know, we've got a great product. It's got 4.7 stars. Um, but after all said and done and all the advertising costs, you know, we're not even going to make $1,000 a month um, and have to really scale this up huge to make any decent money. So my question is, what would you do with this? Would you look at this as a learning product and move on to something that I have another product coming now and it's a completely different niche and um, I'll put some more time to that, but this is not related to the current product at all and something I'm more passionate about. This old product, I'm not very passionate about. It's just a, uh, you know, it was a way to make some money, but we're never going to make it without major advertising spend every month, so I don't see a huge amount of money uh, possible with this business and um, my passion's not really in it. So just curious what you would do. I hate to throw it aside because of all the the goodwill we've created and the people seem to like the product, but um, I'm not sure what to do next. So I'd like your feedback. Thanks for all you've done for us and uh, keep up the good work. Bye. Hey, Dave, thanks so much for the question. And uh, you really hit on a couple of different things there that I want to highlight. 
you know, you, you're entering into, or you entered into a very competitive market. And the last question that we just answered, we talked about a competitive market and how to, you know, really go after that market or to get yourself where you're seen and where you're able to start making sales or you're able to be noticed into, you know, a crowded space. And I know a lot of people say, well, I'll, you know, this giant pie of, uh, you know, buyers and I just want a sliver, but it still takes a lot of work to get that sliver, but it's possible. And it's possible by doing exactly what I just said in my last response to that, that other question. Right. But the one thing that you said that really, I guess I pulled out of that, that made me say, you probably should pivot and move into another direction. You got a couple options, but you know, you said that you're, you're not really passionate about it and you did it just for the money. That's usually a sign that you probably don't want to go all in on that. And I know some people will disagree. They're like, well, if there's money there, I'll just, I'll learn to love it. And I still say you're, you're not going to be able to, to go down that road that long without getting burnt out or without your quality going down or any of that stuff. Right. But you said that you weren't really passionate about it, but this, this next thing you really are. So you're going to, in my opinion, you're going to be doing a better job. You're going to be working harder at this other thing that you're really kind of, you know, pumped up about. Right. But the other thing, you've built some momentum, you've got some goodwill in that market. The option there would be, you know, the one option would be to continue it, you know, let it do what it's doing on its own, unless you don't, unless you have to keep feeding it, right? Like you said, you have to constantly be putting a lot of ad spend into it. If you can do it where you don't have to put all that ad spend in it and still grab, you know, that low hanging fruit where you're getting four or five sales, then I would say continue with it. The other thing would be, is there any other products that could support that one product that wouldn't be as competitive? Like that's another angle that you could do that with. Now, me personally, listening to this, you're not like selling a ton to where I'd be like, wow, I'm going to lose all that. Yes, you're going to lose some time, right? I mean, hey, that's part of it, but you learned a ton, right? So you really didn't lose everything. You just, you know, you're losing time and the money you pretty much recouped because you're selling the product. Uh, so I personally would probably pivot and I would go in that new direction that I'm excited about. And that I felt like I could do what I just explained in the last question. And the answer was where you're able to really serve a market and really feel as though you're all in, right? That's going to make a huge difference. Um, and even if you don't have as much competition, it's going to at least make it you know, more exciting for you and making you want to do it more. And then that will show that will definitely show as you're building out that business. So that would be my advice to you. you it's not like you have a business right now that's doing, you know, $25,000, $30,000 a month. And, you know, it's pretty much on cruise control in a sense to where you're just monitoring the pay-per-click and, you know, you might be doing a promotion here and there, but it sounds like you really got to keep behind that. You haven't even really gotten the momentum going yet. I would be willing to cut the tie with that one, you know, and say, you know what, I'm just going to take that as a learning experience, liquidate it and kind of be done with it. That's me personally. I would never want to say that's exactly what you have to do uh, because I wouldn't want to be responsible for that, but it's really up to you. But that's just my thoughts looking at it and listening to what you had said uh, in your question. And the one thing I did pull out, like I said, was that you said you're not that passionate about it. Um, so because of that, it already sounds like you're kind of not wanting to work on it, right? So 
I would take that energy that you're going to be focusing on this new product and I would take all of that energy and focus there. So that's pretty much my answer. I hope that that's been helpful. Keep me posted though. Send me an email. Let me know uh, what you decided and kind of how that goes moving forward. Uh, Good luck to you. All right. So that is pretty much going to wrap up this session of Ask Scott. If you guys have a question you want me to answer on an episode like this, Go over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And one last reminder, I wanted to let you know about my last workshop of 2015, which is going to be on the 17th of December at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. If you wanted to attend that and it's before the 17th, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. That's where I'm going to do a live free workshop. I'm going to answer live q and I'm going to take you through the five phases that I used and others are using to launch products on Amazon. So definitely love to see you there. And uh, yeah, we'll hang out and uh, we'll have some fun that night. All right. So that's it. That's pretty much going to wrap it up. Once again, guys, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me. Let's say it loud. Let's say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Hey, for those of you that are still listening to the very, very end, I wanted to give you just one little blooper from this last episode, and I uh, literally started dying when I was uh, listening to it back. I had a really tough time saying Seth, thank you. (laughs) So enjoy this one little blooper and uh, I'm giving you this because you stuck around and uh, hey, why not uh, make fun of myself? Here you go. Hey, Seth, thanks. (laughs) Hey, Seth, that's a hard one to say. (laughs) Hey, Seth, thanks so much for the question.